It's um, not the usual song you hear at 10.30 on Thursday mornings. This is Mark Zamek sitting in for Mary Malwalek on That's Life. And I guess that's an app, uh, an app title for why I am here on, uh, on this Thursday, sitting in for Miriam uh, as she um, uh, spends the week with her family in um, honoring the memory of her mother, Dr. Vivian Mann. And um, we wish, of course, the entire Wallach Mann Eisenberg extended family. Um, our condolences. Hope to go see Miriam. Uh, I guess on Sunday when she makes it convenient for everybody to show up in Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, and so this is Mark Zomig, and I thought long and hard about uh, what I wanted to do in these uh, thirty minutes allotted to me. Probably something I don't normally do. I was thinking out of the box, as they say. And um, first, I guess we'll we'll go through the disclaimer that the opinions expressed on that's life are not only not the, necessarily the opinions of the staff and management of the Nachum Siegel Network, but likely not the opinions of my children, my spouse, my parents, or anybody else that I know. So uh, I shouldn't blame anybody for my opinions. But um, thinking about uh, a lot of things lately, and, um, and very often we, we can all observe what's going on and not necessarily understand uh, why things happen. And uh, as I'm coming in this morning, listening to Charlie Harari talk about happiness, and he um, commented that uh, his belief is that um, happiness is not necessarily our natural state. And I think uh, certainly those of us in the Jewish and the observant community uh, unfortunately observe way too many people who it seems from peripherally prefer to be unhappy. They um, uh, they prefer to find the differences rather than the, um, the, uh, the similarities between them, between us, and other people. Uh, but I wanted to focus on a couple things on this Yoma Atzma'ut, really just things to think about. Again, not as I normally do uh, on Thursday nights in Arab Shabbos show, it's much more of an upbeat kind of music-oriented type show. When we used to do... Um, the stunt show is also more of a fun, irreverent kind of thing. Maybe I'm I'm taking uh, the uh, tone of a little bit more seriousness here on Yom Ma'ot. But one of my favorite psukim in all of Tanakh, are we allowed to have a favorite psukim in all of Tanakh? But one of my favorite psukim in all of Tanakh, I say this many times, is from Megillas Esther. I think there are a lot of great messages in Megillas Esther, and maybe especially um, as we sit here on Yom Ma'ot 57, 79, um, great messages from Aguilas Esther. But um, this Pusak has always stood out to me, I guess, maybe the um, the first part for one reason and the second part for a different reason. But uh, Mordechai says to Esther, as he's trying to convince her to go into um, into Ahashverosh, he says, That's that's the first half of the Pasuk. Basically, it's an interesting you know, way to convince Esther to go into Mordechai, where he basically says, if you don't go in, somebody's go in because God is going to save us, but it won't be you and your family, which is sort of uh, a great message to Jewish leaders, right? Uh, 
that 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 somebody's gonna 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 do it, but maybe you're here to step up. But then he concludes, this is the point I want to make now. Mi yodea em ace kazos, he gotta tell the malchus. And who knows? Perhaps you have attained the royal position for just such a crisis. Now, for those of us who uh, are, let's call it, reading Miguel Esther for the second time, meaning we know how it ends, it's almost an absurd statement to make on Mordechai's behalf, meaning that we know we know the story of the Megillah and how it plays out, and Esther is clearly chosen among um, many, many women to be at this place at this time, and the way the story ends, there's no question that this was the plan all along. But what Mordechai, I think, is pointing out is um, Mordechai is pointing out is that in the moment it's not always easy to see the um, bigger picture, the picture, the bigger picture in context. It's one of the things that I um, tend to focus very, very much on as a, um, I guess you could say, as a lay leader in the uh, Jewish community, such as it is, or such as a lead leader that I might be, um, focusing on how 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 these events can be put into context and into the bigger picture want to read um, something that most of you have, uh, most of the listeners of this radio network have probably never heard before. Um, for those of you who have never opened uh, a sitter written um, by the Rabbinic Assembly, the conservative movement, I was surprised I was paging through it when I was paying a shiva call many years ago. And uh, the, the Rabbinic Assembly wrote an Alhanisim for Yom Atzmaut. And so in the conservative synagogues today, um, literally today, they read this Alanisim as part of the Shmonesrei. In the Siddur, um, there is uh, an Alanisim for Hanukkah, Purim, and for Yom Atzmod. And I think you'll hear, as I read the Hebrew and then translate it, um, you'll hear it. Um, the author, the authors evoke, um, evoke messages that we're certainly very, very familiar with. Um, Bimei, oh my God, I'm going to have to make this bigger. My glasses I need a little bit more. Um <laughs> Ravta et rivam danta et dinam chizakta et libam la amod bisha'a. Liftoach sha'arim lindrafim ulagaresh et tsvaot haoyev min haaretz. Masarta rabim biad matim urishaim biad sadikim ulacha sita shem gadova kadosh polamecha ula amcha yisrael asisa teshua gadola or forkan kayamaze. We thank you for the miraculous deliverance, for the heroism, and for the triumphs of our ancestors from ancient days until our time. In the days when your children were returning to their borders, at a time when our people took root in this land, and as in the days of old, the gates to the land of our ancestors were closed before those who were fleeing the sword. When enemies from within the land, together with seven, seven neighboring nations, sought to annihilate your people, you... In your great mercy, stood by them in the time of trouble. You defended them and vindicated them. You gave them courage to meet their foes, to open up the gates to those seeking refuge, and to free the land for its armed invaders. You delivered the many in the hands of the few, the guilty into the hands of the innocent. 
You have revealed your glory and your holiness to all the world, achieving great victories, miraculous deliverance for your people, Israel, to this day. I think that that that, that evokes to me being able to contextualize in many ways the uh, the day that is Yom Ha'atzmaut. It's also interesting that um, many of the people who probably read this prayer with awe and glee as part of the conservative movement perhaps have a different opinion of Israel today. And that's one of the things that I wanted to focus on. We have no idea, as we sit here in um, 2019, in 5779, we have no idea what the future holds. And um, unfortunately, you probably don't even understand what the past holds, and certainly not the present. And we, 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 we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and, it's impo- and I think that Nachum and Mary even talked about it today um, in their Yom Ha'atzmaut conversation, that um, it, we don't understand things as, we don't understand events as they're unfolding, and we'll only understand them after it happens, and we don't know what's going to play out in the future. It is possible that the people um, who are, I don't know, I hate to use the terms right and left, it is possible that those people who believe that we should not be settling the land of Israel until the days of Mashiach, it is possible that they're correct. And we, we don't know the answer to that question. It is possible that those people on the other end of the spectrum who believe that we should um, settle and give up and, and do whatever we need to do to make peace, it's possible that they're correct. But I'll tell you one thing, and this is a, an extraordinarily strong belief on my part, that um, whatever it is, standing on the corner and protesting other Jews, standing on the corner and protesting whether it's the, um, the parade, whether it's um, uh, uh, you know a Jewish event for whatever reason, Publicly protesting other Jews and embarrassing other Jews because you have a different set of beliefs, I guarantee you that that's not what God wants. There's just no way. Of all the things I am sure about in, my, in life in general, that is one of those things. You know, the old joke where um, you know, we could modify it now where the first thing the Israeli astronauts did when they landed on the moon was to build two shuls because there's no way all Jews can get together in, in one. And um, unfortunately, it's true. Um, and to come back to the original point, perhaps it is because we are wired to be unhappy and we are looking for the differences because focusing on the similarities would um, would ease our pain a little bit more. But I don't know. I don't know why. I just I just know in everything that I've learned in um, any professional way, I just, you know, I mean, formal education, informal education, I just know that God cannot want us to be fighting publicly in the way that we are now. And whether you said halal today, or you'll say halal tomorrow, or you're not saying halal at all, um, it, uh, it is a time for all Jews to remember that what unites us is extraordinarily more and more important than what divides us. And uh, on a day of uh, Yom Ha'atzma'ot, it's important to remember the, um, you know, it's not just a day of barbecues, which we'll talk about in a second. And, um, but it's, uh, it's important to realize that uh, Israel should be a uniting force in the Jewish people. And if for whatever reason you don't feel Israel should be a uniting force in the Jewish people, well, find something else to unite the Jewish people. Find something else to agree on. 
and focus on that. So that's my soapbox for today because I believe that um, the quote from Rodney King, which we all laughed about, by the way, I don't know, for those of you too young to remember, um, Rodney King was the um, the victim of uh, um, violence during the... Um, the uh, actually, he, he, he was beaten unnecessarily by police, and that caused the Los Angeles riots in 1992. And on May 1st, 1992, he got up in public and says, why can't we all just get along? And to some, it was an oversimplification, but he was right. Why can't we all just get along? Anyway, that's my soapbox for the day. So let's focus on Yom Atzmut a little bit. We're going to go. I <laughs> I thought, can you, you is he, um, you bring it up? Thank you. Um, so I, uh, I, I, when Miriam asked me on Tuesday to host a show, as I was falling asleep Tuesday night and Wednesday night, I thought of a lot of great things to do, and then I fell asleep and I forgot. So I weigh in this morning. I texted um, the uh, Lone the Lone Nachum Siegel Network staff. No, it's not the Lone Nachum Siegel Network staff, right? It's, but uh, certainly on the air. The um, uh, I guess we know him as uh, executive assistant uh, of Rami Finkelstein is spending the year with his wife and children in uh, the Holy Land in Israel. Working from Beit Shemesh, so with for him it's uh, it's at some point in the afternoon. And um, thanks for joining me, Avrami. Hello, Hug Samaya. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks um, for having me. Um, Avrami and I text much more often than we talk, uh, so it's good to hear your voice. And uh, although I guess sometimes you record because it's easier than texting. Anyway, too much inside baseball. So my question for you is: This your first Yom Hatzmod in Israel? Yes, it is. The, uh, I, I had been in Israel in 2001 learning in yeshiva for a short time, but I was out by Hanukkah time. So this is my first time experiencing this time of year in Israel, Pesach, and then, uh, and then these holidays and so on. Korim also. And so, um, unfortunately, I think uh, based, on, based on the evidence that I've seen, you've been working most of the day. Um, but uh, certainly well into the afternoon. Hopefully you'll get some time off. I actually went to a Yom Atzmah barbecue last night. At the Ronens, uh, Tomer got the grill out and uh, made some great Israeli food. What uh, you had just texted in the group, I could tell the listeners uh, that, that the, the smell of barbecue is um, is in the air. What's your What's your impression? What How, how are your kids preparing in um, for Yom Atzmaut? So the schools really get the kids involved, and uh, you know they had on. Um they had the day on Yom Hazikaron. They had the um, the Daglanut and the um, the Tekes for them. They had the you know the sad going into the happy on that day because there's no school uh, today. So the kids were very involved uh, with the flags and also in the Tekes itself. They had the teachers, the Rabbeim, uh, speaking, but at the same time they had the kids also sharing, um, and they were all there in assembly. And we had a chance to go and uh, check it out. And uh, one of the reasons. Uh, one of the reasons why we wanted to come here this year uh, to Israel and then with the hopes to be here longer is to really kind of get into that place where not only will we hear about what's happening with our brothers and sisters in Israel and for whatever amount of connection that can make, but actually be here and see what it's like and have that closer feeling. And, um, and this is one of those occasions where that can really happen um, as we're sitting there and listening to the, the children speak and seeing all the kids around and realizing that these kids that are now in school, someday, you know, most of which are going to be in the Army, our kids, if we're here, are going to be in the Army, and they're going to be talking about it, and they're going to be really experiencing it. So now we're, there's a little bit more like, oh, wow, you know, 
we could be going through this, God forbid, or people that we know much closer now that we're here. So it's definitely a day like yesterday where we have that, and then the celebration afterwards where, again, at nighttime, uh, it goes again like from the sadness into, into the happiness. So, again, they involve the children a lot with reading about about the soldiers that had passed and also the victims of terror. They have them involved along with video and so on. And then they also have the adults speaking as well, but they really get the kids involved at an early age because they're also the ones who are, whose their friends are going to go and they're going to be going soon. Um, so it definitely really like, you know, hits home uh, much more that we're here and feeling it a lot more. So uh, that aspect of us being here is very much being accomplished in other holidays too, obviously, and also in the day-to-day of like now I'm not Sephardic, you know, so it's only now that I'm here all year that we have uh, Berkhaz Kohanim every single day and things like that, but it really has been hitting home this past week as they're getting ready. Like, there's, no, there's no classes for the kids that do the dog Lanou, you know, it's like half the time they're out practicing. You know, and that's just a normal thing, you know. Right. So it's like classes can wait because this is the focus now. This is the important thing. So, uh, yeah, it's been very powerful, and it's been, uh, you know, um, you know, somber, but also then enjoyable and seeing them involved. So, yeah, it's been a very good experience. And you're living um, in a community that's, what do we call it, Khardali, or um, it's certainly a much more religious community, right? We're, we are on the border of... <laughs> Uh, where uh, Haredi meets non-Haredi, like we're on the other side, but you're definitely like our shopping and everything is with them and the community is, so we see um, we see both flavors, I should say, you know, where we shop and do everything, you know, with uh, all kinds of people, whether it's the uh, local store up the street that has all the Anglo products or it's the uh, Haredi-run Shabbos store where you're getting all your, you know, European favorites, whatever. So we're right here, so we're getting to see both and people involved in both. Right, and I, no. I guess there's there there's day to day interaction, but when it comes to uh, so what I was talking about before, hopefully on a day like today, if people have differences, they keep those differences to themselves. Um, for the for the most part, from what I hear, it's been pretty good this year. Well, <laughs> um, I, I, there, actually, it, there were some articles that I read yesterday that there was a significant Haredi presence on uh, on uh, Yom Hazikaron because you know more and more there are soldiers who are you know. You know, boys who are leaving yeshiva to go to to fight for 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 the state of Israel. So it's right. now affecting and, and to that your community point as well. of what uh, you were saying about the different shuls and everything. So the program that we went to yesterday was where they did half the program in one of the local shuls, and then everybody went for the second half of the program uh, to the other one to get you know everybody involved. And uh, the different rabbis spoke. The mayor of Beit Shemesh came, and she spoke. And uh, I, my Hebrew is really not great yet, but a very important point that she made for Yom HaZikaron is, is that everybody, when you get to a situation of a funeral or a tragedy, all of a sudden all these nice things come out about people. And she said, really, what we have to all work on together, where, no matter where you come from or what you do, is that to start thinking about and saying and doing all those nice things, we can do them before the people pass and before these things happen, you know, and not just wait uh, till these kind of events. Right. It was, I, you know, it, it was... Um... It was unfortunate to remember, uh, Mayor mentioned this morning on Jamie the AM that um, about the mothers of the three boys who were kidnapped, and you know, for those eighteen days, how we really were of one voice and one mind, and uh, with our focus in one place. And um, it's unfortunate that 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 only the tragedies allow us, um, you know, allow us to focus on that, and we wish that we could figure more. Of find more of the joy, uh, it, you know, more of the unity and the joy than we do uh, unity and the tragedy. 
It's, uh, right. I think that's what Yomatsumut is supposed to represent, is to try to find the unity in the joy. And certainly the juxtaposition between um, between the Yomazikaron and Yomatsumut being the tragedy and the joy and really the achdut, the unity of the Jewish people. So um, where you have, you have any barbecues planned? Where are you going? So I already actually, uh, this is like, we had the local neighborhood one, had one earlier in the day, so I was actually able to go, like did a little work in the morning, then went out for a few hours uh, to the barbecue, also had something last night, and then we decided to try our hand at it too. So we went to the uh, the local store and got um, one of these small barbecues, and we're going to hopefully be doing something on our uh, balcony a little bit later if we can get the thing um, started well. So, do, you, do you need uh, you any know. tips? Do you need any tips? I'm a professional, you know. I'm a, pro- prof- I'm a professional. If you need any tips, you can uh, you can let me know. Um, well, we I'm usually use the propane one back in the states, the mini sure. propane one. Now yeah. we're using wood or whatever the kids are finding. <laughs> so, okay. so it should be interesting. <laughs> well, just make sure that the fire gets very hot before you put the the food on, and try not to use too much um, too much uh, artificial starter because that comes out in the food a little too much. You don't have right. that problem with propane, but uh, if you're using co- charcoal or wood or anything like that, you want the the taste of the wood in the food, not necessarily the taste of the lighter fluid in the food. Um, right. So and also, you got to try to get some good wood. I don't know. I don't know what the kids found. Yeah, I, I was so. going to say you probably have a lot more stone there than you than you do wood. Uh, um, you got to be careful. So maybe get some coals or something like that. Though Tomer barbecued on coals last night. He also he had the pro he had the propane barbecue right there. I'm a very big fan of propane. Um, also, take the food off the grill before it's done. That's also a big trick. Right, because it, uh, it helps to uh, keep cooking. Right, it, it, right, it continues right. to cook. So if you take it off when it's ready, by the time you eat it, it's going to be beyond ready. It's a big ha'ara. The other thing is, you know, you know what you do right before you – you know what the last thing you should do before you put the food on the grill? What is that? Wash it off. Oh, Seriously, oh, the stuff that it was marinating. In. Whatever it is, if it was marinating something, whatever it is, you wash the meat right before you put it on the grill. All right. It looks well, like it, it, it started it, already while we're on the call. It, I'll let it, them know. It, it, it looks like uh, I have I have my discussion, uh, my work cut out for me on a live lunch right now, based on the stairs I'm getting in the studio here. Um, so anyway, I want I very much appreciate uh, your calling in at the last minute. I think it was uh, it worked out well for me. And I think it worked out well for the listeners to get your first impressions of Yomatz. But I think Nacho maybe should have you uh, on the year before. Or, or, or should have had you on the year before all the holidays to get your impression. I always find, and I you know I credit him for this. My first real trip to Israel was an adult, with um, with with the crew here, as we say, with Nacho and Matis and Mayer and Mayer and Robert and um, Robert and Mayer and Nachum and Mayer had been to Israel. A number of times, but for Matis and I, well, Matis was literally the first trip, and for me, it was I had gone when I was three. This was the first trip as an adult, and when you see the 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 country for the first time um, as an adult, it it and this is the word of the show, I guess. It contextualizes it for you in uh, in a very different way than you grow up there, and then when it's a second nature, and then you can you know when you read all the politics and you know all the politics, and then you see. Oh, that's why they can't do that. Or oh, now I understand why this is happening. So it must be interesting, you know, to, to all the things that you know from you know living in a Jewish community in the states, and now you all of a sudden, oh, now I understand what the uh, you know the good things and the you know the challenges and the uh, the, and the advantages to living right. in Israel. Yeah. How how was um, avoiding kidneyos on uh, Pesach? Was that hard? Uh, 
<laughs> um, oh, you mean for shopping stuff? Yeah, it was a little bit tricky. But the interesting thing was is that we were able to, because uh, a friend suggested it, we cooked with some kidneys on the, the last day of Chal HaMoed. We started set up my challenge, right? So that way on Even Yom Tov, right. we, uh, we had put it back on. And then on, uh, on uh, Shabbos afterwards, we were able to, uh, we were able to eat it. Right. So uh, we did. It was with matzah, but because uh, that's all the bread we had. But still, right. you know, try to. <laughs> that's good. Um, right, and it's of course the last day of Pesach. Um, and now, oh, I, I, no spoilers, by the way. I don't want to hear anything about Parsha Kedoshim yet. Um, I know you read that last but week. It's still so. confusing. The Parsha I'm I'm used to. I completely didn't remember about the Perkei Avos. I I forgot to do it that first uh, week. So I'm. Uh, I w- yeah, because I was like, oh yeah, that's that too. Because I see it on the, um, you know, on the placard on the uh, in the shul, right? And uh, completely forgot about that. But because you guys were talking about the parsha, so that one I, uh, I was uh, keeping up to it. But but, um, but interestingly yeah. enough, we all read the same haftarah last week. I didn't know. I wasn't keeping up. Was, but you know, when you're thinking about Pesach, what was I was thinking that the difference in not having a second seder would be more impactful in a way, you know. Uh, but I think just when we woke up after the first Seder and we had did the whole thing, and it was like, oh, now we don't have that where, okay, now we have to do it all over again. We just have the day of Yom Tov. It was, uh, it was very easy to not, uh, to not, I mean, it could be if I had more family around to spend with, it would have been different. But it was really just like, oh, you know, this is how it's supposed to happen. And this is just, uh, it's just totally fine that it's not, that we don't have to do the whole thing over again. We did a very nice Seder, and it was good. And then after that, it, was, it felt totally okay to not, and I, and I thought it might feel weird, but it didn't. So. Well, you, well, you also had a longer davening the first day of the holiday, right? Because you had Tal and Shirah Shirim in the same davening, right? We right, didn't it was do a little bit long, and then the Minyan daven with is a little bit slow as well, so, uh, but it was fine. <laughs> right. Well, you also have the, on some Chastor and Shemini it's the same thing. So you do Tal, uh, you do Geshem and Yiskar and, um, and uh, you know, and the Hakafos and everything. All on the same day, too. And they also so. do the, the more full, on the last day, they do the full Birkas Kohanim, but they don't do the rest of the time, you know, they actually, you know, uh, with the Rabona Shalom and that Oh, they do stuff, the singing? Which they don't do all the time. That's interesting. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. If it's not Shabbos, then they'll do it then, yeah. Oh, if it's not Shabbos, because I was going to say, ironically, because we did the short Tuchening on the last day. So, um, okay. Thank you, Avrami, for uh, this and for My everything. Pleasure. And uh, thanks for calling in. Chag Sameach. Well, I think he was going to say take care. If that was, uh, luckily, it's not my hand on the button. Anyway, this is Mark Zomik. I thank uh, Miriam Wallach for allowing me to uh, sit in for That's Life. Uh, I should have said at the beginning, uh, either Crash and Burn or Radio Gold, one way or the other. We'll figure it out. Um, hopefully, uh, there was some meaning, something that you can take away from the show. We, um, we conclude. We, we, we play out, as they say with what would be, I would say, the quintessential. Somebody actually mentioned to I we were talking last night, what do they do in Israel on these days? And they play movies. I go, oh, like Operation Thunderbolt. He goes, oh, yeah, like Operation Thunderbolt. So we'll conclude with um, the famous Yehoram Gaon song theme from Operation Thunderbolt, uh, the Raid on Entebbe. It's Mark Zamek. It's sitting in for Miriam Wallach. Miriam L. Wallach. It's That's Life. It's the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.
Oh, 